progressing at a steady pace mm-hmm. toward the death. Um, you cut out there. You were not cut out for a second. I think I heard you starting to say toward the sweet release of death. Was that's, that correct? That's it's like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's dark. Um, yeah, it sounds like a pretty wild time. Why don't we get started though? On a world spinning its way to damnation amidst the fear and despair of a broken human race, who's left to fight for what's good and pure? Handkerchief Dynasty. I am your secret professor, joined by my good friend and lead political correspondent for the Toronto Mail, the High Priest of Oilers Magic. How are you, High Priest? Um, I mean, besides besides time, I mean, we just went over time is yeah. advancing at its normal pace. Ever I mean, I'm not well. Lurching, I'm not- lurching ever toward the sweet release of death. You're not well. Yeah, it sounds I'm like it's doing, been a trouble, troubling time. I'm not doing well. Um, how, are you, how are you doing? Surprisingly chipper, you know, um, just by comparison, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm glad to be here talking to you. And there's parts of um, my life that are fine. But I think generally, this is a very dark, this is a time of darkness, time of much, much darkness. Just because of what's going on in Alberta, basically, right? Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. You know, I mean, to be to be on the bright side, though, they're breaking records in terms of ICU spots. You know, they're putting up huge numbers. They've never had I mean, this many people in ICU before. And they're I've breaking thought, that record every day. I've never thought of it that way. I am a fan of the record books. So maybe that's how I should look at it. It's kind of, you kind of flipped everything on its head now. I, uh, on a previous podcast recently, I asked if uh, Stephen Miller was the biggest piece of shit in the world, but would you reserve that uh, title possibly for certain no Alberta question. politicians at this point? No, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I don't think anybody in Alberta has. And I think that it might be the worst provincial government in the history of Canada. It's just, mm. it's amazing to be living through it. I often have to check myself. I'll be eating uh breakfast cereal in the morning mm-hmm. and i'll think to myself uh isn't this amazing what a time to be alive what a miserable fucking time to be alive this is and then i'll go back to eating my cereal and during all of that norm mcdonald also died mm-hmm. it's really it feels like there's nobody left i realized the other day that all three of my idols growing up the three artists that had the most influence and sort of the most grounding effect on me they're all dead now before mm-hmm. their time. Gord mm-hmm. Downey, Norm Macdonald, and David Berman all dead mm-hmm. before their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I was uh, uh, incredible. I was, listening, I was listening to a history podcast uh, about the, the Byzantine or Eastern Roman Empire, and they got to the section where the plague first mm-hmm. emerges. And there's like, oh, there's this like disease on these rats, you know, people who are like living on the Nile are reporting this crazy illness whatever no big deal let's load all the grain on the ships and get going boys meanwhile like the ships some of them didn't even fucking like get to where they were going because everyone just fucking died and that it was just like sitting on the fucking waves and then it rolls in and it's like 60 percent of the population people and then the survivors left with a lot of them left with lisps which kind of feels like a lot like similar to long covid in my mind uh yeah i mean i, I should i should read about i've read What's that book, that Thomas Defoe book, The Plague Year? I've mm. read that, but I should read some more plague literature, maybe. Straighten yeah, me out. It'll or straighten do you something. out, because that, that was definitely worse. Yeah, I need to read about something worse. But then the, the downside of doing something like that is you're spending your time reading about something worse. You know what I mean? But Which also to give you insight into the present, right? Because back then, you know, people were peddling all kinds of miracle cures and saying, you know, if you just gargle with salt water, you'll right. be fine. Yeah, you know what? Actually, don't do that. Read read something uplifting. Go read like uh, like uh, Dragon. I'm reading. I'm reading uh, a new Stephen King book right now, and it's doing the trick. It's I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, wrapped up in it. That's good. The, insti- the institution. Highly recommended. The institution. Oh. It's about kids with uh, superpowers and stuff. It's but are incredible. they spooky? Are they spooky kids or no? Oh, um, it's mainly the the uh, it's, sorry the institute. It's mainly the institute that's spooky. Okay. Yeah, they're kind of held against their will, sort of a Stranger Things type of uh, vibe to it. 
Mm-hmm. Very good, though. Very good. That no, sounds like it has potential. Yeah, it's good. I mean, <clears throat> certainly more potential than Kyle Turris has on the uh, in the forward core this year. Let me ask you one question about Kyle Turris. Okay, so he stayed in Edmonton all summer. Yeah. Okay. The media has been like pumping his tires. Good. You know. Yeah. Have they? I'll accept. I'll accept for Rashog. Like the funniest thing I heard in the last few days on the radio was like, uh, oh yeah, I think, I think it was. I think it was Gregor asked about asked Rashog about what he thought of Turris and Rashog was just kind of was just like. <sighs> you know, I've never seen a player weaker on the puck in the defensive zone. Just the he's I've never seen anyone let let it let the puck go to the, as easy as that. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I I I think like it's kind of laughable that like we would even really be thinking that tourists has like a fucking snowball in hell's oh, chance. Completely laughable. I certainly don't think so. I mean, he's uh got nothing unless he's got something that I mean. I've never seen somebody who had less of nothing. Like he had, it was almost like a negative. Like he was like, he just had so much of nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? He had a he had an abundance of nothing. He's like right in the very, very middle of the, of the chart of the diagram where it's just like, he just, someone just completely lacks a human spark. You mean like neither yeah. good nor bad, neither no, high no, nor low, was, just like a he void. Was, he was bad. He was very bad. Mm. Mm. I wonder what the deal with Kyle Turris is. I don't know. I'm beginning to understand why the Preds bought him out, though. I mean, he sucks. He sucks so hard. You mean one thing I always I remember watching. I mean, he always. There's not a lot of guys who wear jewelry while they play. Kyle Turris wears jewelry while he plays. He wears like a big gold chain. Really? And I remember. Yeah, I and mean, I remember thinking numerous times watching him play, like. I can't, it's tough to reconcile a guy who's so into like swagger that they wear chains, like guys do jewelry, you know what I mean? We lost Same you there for a second, just, like, swagger, so, swagger who wears chains, say that one more time. A guy who wears jewelry, right? Mm-hmm. Usually very like full of themselves, very oh, sure. conf- super confident. Yeah. And with Kyle Turris, it was just like he was the exact opposite of that. Like I could never figure out what the jewelry was for. Like why you you should take that off, man. Like you haven't you shouldn't be wearing Cuban links. Like mm-hmm. you haven't earned you haven't earned it. But there he was. A gold chain is like a very evocative thing for like a guy to do. Yeah, like there's, a, there's a very it's a very it's a big move. It's a huge move. It's I think. I don't know if anyone um, really has ever pulled it off in practically the history of time either. Like, oh, I mean, it's no, got to be like a, a less than one percent success rate at that, though. It's not. Yeah, it's it's not a. There's a lot of ball players that pull it off. Oh, okay, Sprint, yeah, sure. Sprinters, yeah. sprinters, yeah. Off. Usain Bolt can, can do that shit. Sure, absolutely. I remember um, Big Poppy David Ortiz used to wear a mm. lot of chains when he played for the Red Sox, and it was he was you know a huge big man who could just smack, if you can wall up the ball a mile, mm. I mean, you can just cover yourself in chance like King Midas, right? But Kyle Turris, I think he's, he might be the only guy in the Oilers that wears jewelry while he plays. And he just seems so like, this is the last guy that should be wearing jewelry. Um, it was think- almost like, it was like, maybe he was wearing it for some other reason. Like if he took it off, he would just die or like, like mm. phase out entirely like, like an enchanted ah, amulet or something. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe he's just being like pulled into another dimension and he's like barely like hanging on. He's like slightly tethered to our reality for like a little bit longer due to some kind of like curse, you know, some yeah, kind of like necromancer's curse or something. Yeah, like he has to get that chain off. It just now I figured it out. Like that's the problem. Okay, this has quickly become it's one of the most interesting training camp storylines. Yeah. Your internet's kicking out a little bit, bro. Harris is chained. Oh, is Harris it really? Chain. Uh, yeah, it'll probably stabilize as we go here. We'll just power through. Um, okay. You know, in other news, um, I found this interesting. Mr. Uh, Dave Tippett talking about how he's been in close contact with Hyman, very impressed with him over this, uh, these opening days here. Went out, took, yeah. took the young man out to dinner. Huh. Dinner with Hyman and dinner with Dave Tippett. You know, I imagine in, in like a kind of continental setting, you know, I'm imagining, uh, I just, I have, I have endless fascination imagining what that dinner was like. You think I'm like a bistro. Yeah. 
Oh, hey, uh, Mr. Hyman, Mr. Dave Pitt, we're so glad to yeah. have you. Well, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, well, uh, you can leave taste to our table now. That's uh, that's fine. Do you have anything uh, the more kind of on the more intimate side? Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind. Uh, it's a special occasion, you know. You yes, yes, we, we. Yeah, wow, I didn't hear that. They went out for dinner together. Table yeah. for two. What a player's coach, you know? Yeah, I loved it. Like, like I mean, Reed, it, Reed asked Rod Brown, he's like, did coach ever take you for dinner? And Rod Brown was just like, no, I was thinking the exact same thing. Oh, really? It's a nice gesture. Well, I think Zach Hyman is, I mean, the he's way the that, knees, kind of. The way that like. the, yeah, the way that the fans are looking at him and the way that, um, the Leafs have talked about him since they lost them is that he's like the heartbeat of the team. Mm. So maybe that's the guy you want to take out for dinner. Maybe it's like the only guy you want to take out for dinner. Like you really want to like, if you're the coach, you kind of want to get on a, we go out for dinner together type basis with the guy who's the heartbeat of, who's the, the, heart team. of the team. Makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 He's a good one to have in your corner. <clears throat> Um, I was pretty impressed by that. You know, some other interesting uh, training camp news. Alex Daylock out for the year, possibly for his career with a heart condition. I, I, I kind of feel it's sad for sure. It reminds me of like, if you're ever like flirting with someone online and there's all this back and forth over like text. And yeah. then like after, after all this to do over a long period of time, you never end up fucking going out with them, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel about the Staylock thing. So I've been he, talking about him, talking about him, thinking about him this whole time. Yeah. He also had that heart condition when we got him, right? Like that's why he wasn't playing. Like he was injured with that heart condition. Like this has been yeah, on. But he did get cleared to we play before, before the, 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 cur- the current exam, the exam that took place yeah. a couple of weeks ago was just like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, super sad. Yeah. It's crazy. And then um, Duncan Keith missing the first few days after uh, deciding to take the shot at the last minute, but he did take it. Oh, this shot thing. I mean, that this is worthy of a whole show, right? The shot thing. Well, I mean, we're going to like, Keith like, gets a pass because there's another lightning rod right now, which <sighs> is Mr. Mr. Joshua Archibald, the 14th member of a decaying European dynasty where they don't need things like, uh, you know, immunologists and vaccines and chemistry and medicine. I mean, unless he's got some kind of immunodeficiency and he's worried he about. He does. Have you been on his Twitter? He's a piece of shit. He's I've like seen a the Trump Twitter. guy. Yeah, he sucks. He's got nothing. He's just a piece of shit. I mean, I, he should be off the team. If I was well, this Dave is the question. Tippett, yeah, this is the question. Yeah. Like, is has he played his last as an Oiler? I mean, um, if he if he doesn't take the vaccine, they're, they're not going to fucking dress him this year i don't think why would you for like if you're gonna miss like you're gonna miss games every time you cross the border like it's josh archibald who do you think you are dude who do who does he think somebody tweeted like like enjoy coaching in russia for two years and then like being a bum in the east coast hockey like like what are you doing you're josh archibald Mm, mm, yeah totally like it's it's insane but it also sucks because I was always a Josh Archibald guy. I, I, I loved his style of play. Yeah, no, we both it, it turns out. Yeah, it turns out he's just like a massive piece of shit, though. Well, or he's just been pulled into the bubble. Like, I honestly think the real problem is that there's these like media bubbles and like social media bubbles that people get drawn into and like the fucking companies aren't doing fucking shit to stop them. They're just letting people just spew out all this insanity amongst themselves like they have no fucking moral backbone to say you know what we shouldn't let people send out these chain letters about how you know you should inject horse horse uh dna into your penis and yeah everyone else is like a lizard person pretending to be a human you should go murder them in their sleep like people die from this fucking shit i know i know it's insane yeah he's if i'm dave tippett there's no way he's playing on the team yeah. There's no way. There's no way I want him anywhere near Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or any of those guys. Nowhere near them. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, not a chance. Why would you do that? It's Josh Archibald. It's especially, a no-brainer. Yeah, especially considering where he's, he's in the lineup. And it's like, it's it, it's like, I kind of, I heard something interesting about the same thing with Yamamoto and about him finally resigning his, um, you know, someone basically said, you know, and I think this was Shogger. He was saying how, 
you know, he probably looked and saw like, you know, if I don't, if I hold out, continue to hold out, they're going to play someone else on dry settles line. And the guy is like, you know, as good a passer as anyone in the fucking game. And exactly. it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be inconceivable for him to basically just lose his fucking spot, which I think is what's going to happen exactly. with Archie. Like they're going to, they're going to try something else and move on from Archie pretty fucking quickly. I think. What's it going to take? It's going to take a guy to show up, play a gritty game, play the body, throw some hits, score yeah. a couple empty net goals. And you're as good. I've, I've, I've completely forgotten about Josh, Josh Archibald at that point. Yeah. Like it's not going to take much. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, Duncan Keith. I mean, at first I was like, I was kind of like, it's not that big of a deal that he did that. Mm. But maybe, you know, it's a really like crappy first impression. You know what I mean? Like you've already, I don't know. I, I gave Duncan Keith a lot of rope. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think he's a great guy, but I don't know. This is like another sort of like, it's not a good look. You know what I mean? It's not a good look to be, I'm, I'm to be perfectly honest. I'm fine with him missing the first week of camp. Yeah, like totally. Gives you, you're Duncan Keith. You don't have to be there for the first week of camp. Yeah, totally. But to miss the first week of camp, because at the very last second, you acknowledged modern science and got on board with it. And you'll also get like a hundred bucks for it of my taxpayers' dollars to get this mm. shot. Which is kind you know of what? That actually that probably pushed him over off. the edge. That's probably what motivated it. He probably wanted that hundred really bad. He was like, "Man, I could fucking buy some shit with that." Well, just the thought of that schmuck getting a check for a hundred bucks and, <laughs> and being like, "Well, decided to," you know, just kind of pisses me off. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm still like, he got the shot at the end of the day. He got it. So great i suppose like here's to not here's to you maybe allowing a cancer patient to get their brain operated on thanks yeah and same with mike smith who like the same sort of deal like what took you so long like what are you doing oh i didn't hear mike smith waited yeah mike smith waited a really long time too and he like just got it which is also kind of like yeah mike smith like my favorite guy favorite my my favorite guy in the world yeah but again like all will be forgiven of course except for archibald archibald is like persona non grata and i expect him to get um i mean i was gonna for earlier today i was thinking like well if there's one fan base that's gonna give this guy a pass if there's one place in the world Mm. that he'll still get a round of applause Mm. it'll be in edmonton but you know what the the uh, rank in Edmonton is going to be full of people who have the fucking backs. Mm. He's going to get run out of here on a rail. He's going to be the first guy run out of here on a rail for their beliefs. You know what I mean? And he deserves uh, it. He's, if he suits yeah. up, he's, he's going to be booed lustily and justifiably. And I'm so there for it. These guys are bum. Like, get rid of them. You don't need guys like that in the ultimate team game, you don't need a guy like that. Why well, that's, the, that's, that's kind of the thing at the end of the day is like, it does, it, it does not seem like a team, a team player type thing to do at all. He can't even hang out with the team after the game. This guy, this is how stupid this guy is. This guy um, is going to side on his side, right? Of not getting the vax because of reptiles and he doesn't want to be traced by pedophiles and mark of the beast or something, right? That's what he's going to do. The flip side of that coin is going out for beers after a game with Connie and Dry. Mm. Yeah. Like, which would you choose? You can either go out for beers and jokes with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl or cling to this, like, strange belief that um, I don't even know what it is. Like, what is it? That Satanists are inserting a chip into you or Um, that the, the vaccine makes you die? It's actually a death vaccine? I'm not really sure. It's hard to keep track of the various, the various claims. Yeah. Um, I honestly think a lot of it is they just, uh, they want to, they want to stick it to the libs. They want to own the libs sure. by not getting the vaccine, which, sure. you know, seems to me like a pretty like good way to live your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, just, just complete resentment, just a, a tall glass of ice cold resentment every day that you just so healthy. guzzle down. Yeah. So healthy. You know when it's going to, you know, when it's really going to pay off? 
when he can no longer play hockey when he's well when he's not getting paid to do his job this year yeah right that's when he's lost his fucking multi his million dollar job because uh, i guess i guess he's fucking fighting for freedom like who do these people think they are that like they're like nobly fighting for some fucking cause like these are some of the most comfortable motherfuckers in like the history of mankind and they're being asked to like could you could you just put this like cloth piece of cloth on your face for like 10 (laughs) seconds i'm fighting for freedom like Like, do you even know what freedom is you no they don't privileged white trash well none of us really do at this point but yeah well i know it's not um well it's not it's not just fucking parroting shit you read on facebook you know that's certainly not what freedom is no take that obama yeah um yeah it's I crazy wanted, i kind ahead. of have a bad feeling that i mean i I think the oilers are going to have a really great year i think this is going to be Connor mcdavid's too. best season historically it's going to be this season but i also think that this year for oilers fans we are going to be there's going to be such a toxic environment surrounding this team just mm. because of where we're at in Alberta and already all of this shit, like Duncan Keith, all this stuff, Josh Archibald. I think that's going to keep, that's really going to be something here in Edmonton. That's my prediction that it's going to be an extremely kind of nauseating year to be an Oilers mm. fan because mm. there's going to be all this stuff to deal with throughout mm. the year. Mm. You can see it coming. Like, I don't think they're going to open. I can't imagine they're going to open the building up to full capacity when the season starts, right? And if they don't do that, that'll be the kickoff of this, right? They'll be like, oh, and then it's just going to be so much of that, I think. Mm. They shouldn't open it to capacity. Vancouver's not even in capacity, and neither is Quebec. And they have, like, no... I mean, there's nowhere near in those places what's happening here. I Mm. can't... Like, the fact that they're even delaying the announcement of what they're going to do with the rink and fans, like there's just this black cloud hanging over this team that's going to be tough to take. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, like like I said, I think Connor McDavid's going to have his best year ever this year. Yeah. He's going to win the Olympics. I think the Oilers are going to go deep, but there's going to be a real bad vibration. The magic this year is going to be... Oh, yeah very strange like creepy magic you know what well, I like mean? like in the environs around the rink the world is going to be even more kind of like unhinged and like weird or bizarre like think about like totally. when when shit started yes it was surreal and we're kind of it was overwhelming but it was also novel at that point and we actually did novel things coronavirus. like yeah novel coronavirus and it was actually we actually did things in the first six months you know, I don't know if you did it in Alberta, but in Vancouver, we would bang pots and pans at like 7 p.m. Yeah. every night to yes, show support yes. for the healthcare workers. Fast forward yeah, to now, it. and because some motherfucker read something on Facebook, real, real fucking brave dude, like living his life based on what he read on Facebook, he's going and fucking screaming at a nurse trying to get in to do her fucking, you know, probably fifth 12-hour shift that week trying to fucking save some people's lives, you know? Like, I my biggest concern is like, the fucking health, the healthcare system I know. is going to be it's fucking crazy. impossible to staff after this because like every one of those people is going to have fucking PTSD after this. Oh, I mean, they have it gosh. now, I'm sure. They've had, they have it now. These people haven't worked. They haven't had a day off like in months. Like they've worked every single day. I get squirrely if I have to work like, you know, during fringe, mm-hmm. I have to work like 12 days in a row and, at the, and doing lights and sound. Yeah. Doing lights and sound. I'm not yeah. saving anyone's life, yeah. really. You're not intubating anyone. Well, not usually. Yeah. There was that one show that one year. Yeah, that I, a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. I've had to do like a trach on somebody. Yeah. But for the most part, and for those 12 days, I'm like, leave me the full bill of, like, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm like you that in the I first mean? fucking 12 minutes of my day, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I'm not built for this. Fuck. Fuck this. Yeah. And Can't remember people, my password. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, we're witnessing actually. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that Connor McDavid is going to have his best season of all time. One of the greatest seasons in NHL history, I'm predicting. Mm, mm. Concurrently with the collapse, the entire the collapse, complete collapse of the healthcare system. 
is going to be the other thing we're dealing with, right? Yeah. So, and just like, who knows what's going to happen here? Like Alberta's got it so bad right now. It's such a mess. So those two things, um, it's going to be a real tough year to be an Oilers fan. And I think even to be on like Oilers Twitter and everything, it's just going to be, because for the most part, Oilers Twitter is like a great place, at least like where I am on it. Like mm. everyone's pretty on board, but there's definitely been some uh, some holes and some, I don't know what the word is, some rents in the armor. Some, mm. some It's not like it was, you know what mm. I mean? Like it, it's pretty easy to like sl- be talking about hockey with some, especially now. Now there's guys on the team that aren't getting the vax and the whole thing like, Oilers Twitter just kind of like goes off the rails. So maybe it won't be like that when the season starts, but I think it will be like that when the season starts. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be messed up. No, I think this season, the, this hockey season will stay on the rails. The world around it, anyone's guess. The world around it. And I think those two worlds are going to, yeah, uh, they're going to crash into each other more than I'm comfortable with. Actually, because of that, I'm thinking about getting NHL center ice this year, just so I can kind of not forget about those it's impossible to do but like just wall so I can, yourself off yeah yeah just so i think there's going to be nights where i need to see like the i need really bad to watch like the rangers and devils play each other and just like totally removed from any sort of mm. edmonton or alberta or any of that like i need yeah to, i need to put hockey in a separate category and it feels yeah. like alberta hockey is going to be in its own box this year i guess oh for sure i mean as far as like which substances yeah it sucks but i mean you know you got to do what you got to do though i think that's a really brilliant strategy like as far as substances that separate your mind from your body i think i think the only thing stronger than watching the rangers play the devils is ketamine so that's like right up there you know exactly (laughs) so it's a good option exactly yeah well uh I think I was at my happiest in 1994 when the Rangers and Devils had, were at like that rivalry was at its peak. Mm. So was that um, when that was that was, was that when it was out. depicted on in Seinfeld? On Seinfeld? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was a little after that. That was mm. that was like uh, it was like 97 or something. Of, that was more of the Devils' heyday. Yeah. The right. Late 90s. Right. Right. The Rangers Devils when it was at its peak. I that think was, was Messier, in, right? Yeah, when they won the cup in '94. Yeah, that was like when NHL hockey was at its peak, as far as I'm concerned, the yeah. last 30 years. And then they went on strike the next year and totally shit all over all um, forward momentum they had gained. And that was never it's never really come back. Classic move. OK, well, yeah. I got to ask. I got to ask. Did you see Jim Matheson's question for Miko? Uh, I kind of. No, I didn't. I kind of rifled read about it what was it Miko how do you think your season went last year as you went as you left the, the team at the end of the season how do you think you your season went for you personally last year of course I wasn't happy how I how I played last year uh, that's that's kind of the number one thing but overall we're a team and we couldn't we didn't we couldn't go as far as we could so that's the biggest and problem for me but I didn't play well as myself either what were you most upset about, mad about, that, why you didn't play well? What, whether it's games pers- in, in, or just the way you played overall? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say. I felt I, I never found the rhythm. I never found my game last year. I couldn't get the kind of the flow going on. So um, that's definitely something. There was obviously many, many things, but they're all excuses. So... But you can't look back. You know, it's a new season, new challenge, and um, I'm ready for that. And you weren't here. You're back in Europe. But all summer, the fans and such wanted a different goaltender than you. Are you upset about that? Or do you have to show them and the, and everybody else in your own mind that you're an NHL goaltender and can play see half the games? You know what? It's uh, something where I can... I can't think about or uh, I'm here. I'm going to here to prove myself, especially myself, that I can do this. And uh, I know I can do this, do this. And that's all, all what, what I matter. I can't control what's going on, like 
what's going on like outside of me and uh, that's how life usually goes you just control yourself and do your best and one last thing goals giving up goals early in hockey games does that make you mad it's happened often to you uh we can leave it there oh my gosh yeah yeah, can you like uh can you like the the look on his fucking face? <laughs> like the lo- the sideways look that Miko gives and like that smile where he's just like he's it's like he's looking at his agent who's sitting in the back and being like, You see, you see this shit? <laughs> like who the fuck all you weren't here, but all summer all we talked about was how everyone wanted a different goalie other than you. What do you have to say to that? Like, have you ever heard a journalist like pose a question to a player like even of that ilk? Like that that category of question like i was pretty shocked by that it's pretty shocking that he dragged like the demented opinions of the oilers fan base during the offseason into a question you know what i mean like that's crazy like i don't know if you i don't know if you were if you heard but like the high priest of Oilers magic was like burying you every single day on twitter yeah and the secret professor was saying you know he had his doubts about you even being able to work concession at the stadium let alone fucking do you think Being you could? Uh, do you think you could like serve beer at the concession, Mika? Like, of all, you had a disappointing year last year. But what was what, what was the most disappointing thing? Okay, and like, what did you think you were the shittiest at? Yeah, what do you think you were the? And, shittiest? and I don't know if you heard, but everyone's been talking shit about you this entire summer and saying they want literally any goaltender on earth other than you. What's your response? <laughs> like, this I mean, is sports maybe, journalism. Maybe Matheson was trying to. Um, this is all i can think of right this is in defense of jim matheson is that he was trying in a really kind of stupid way to pump his tires maybe and give miko sort of a a chance to say like i'll i'll show them like he was trying to boost miko's confidence by that is the kindest possible interpretation i think it's, it's the like only a, thing i can think of i think it was one of those situations that. where like a character you know how like in those old courtroom dramas from back in the day like a perry mason where yeah. like the the uh, attorney is just trying to get the other guy so mad that they like lose their cool right or, like you know they're hoping they're hoping that they jump out of the fucking stand and like attack them you know right. so it'll be yeah. like see see <laughs> like i think jim matheson wanted miko to like come over the table and be like you know what <laughs> fuck you you can't say that i was bad like to admit it to admit it i was bad i don't belong here you're right i have no business being here like is that what he wanted maybe you're right that makes sense that definitely was like the line of questioning that like like you say like in an old movie that they would say and isn't it true miko (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like fucking um witness for the prosecution or some shit well, some yeah. might say that, you know, they might be led to believe that you are one of the worst goaltenders that's ever set foot on this team, sir. That's right. I sucked. And I'll suck again if you let me. I'll suck again <laughs> if you let me. I'm honestly starting to feel sorry for Miko. Like, and I, I thought about this for a while, like, uh, over the last few weeks prior to this recording. Like, it kind of fucking probably sucks pretty fucking hard to be Miko Koskinen these days. Like, don't yeah. you think? I don't know. He I mean, cry himself I to still... sleep on his money, but. Yeah, it's not a good, not a good scene. Go, yeah, but I don't know, man. I still think that... I don't know. Like, I'm a Mike Smith guy. And I'm pretty sure, like, I'm also a Jeff Skinner guy. But when Miko says things to me, and then he's like, yeah, I spent all summer, like, working on my glove. It's like, well, okay. Like, you know what, man? I can't wait to see what you did. Like, yeah. uh, I'm all for you. Like, show me what you got. And if, if like, if Miko plays well, and I don't, I, I'd never the entire season, there was no real game last year that I saw that Miko stole a game by himself, that we no. won a game because Miko Koskinen was in net. But if that were to happen in like game three, Mike Smith gets uh, a start, right? He wins the first game, he loses the second game. For some reason, Tippett puts Miko in net for the third game. Mm-hmm. Miko steals a game plays his ass off then i'm going to be the first guy who's like oh man like let's roll with miko miko's back you know what i mean totally like i'll be the first guy so yeah i don't know 
But then again, like I also like the guy who played in the rookie game, Kanal Kanal. Kanavalov. It's impossible yeah, to say. He's he great. Looked, he looks great. Yeah, and he's looked great in the KHL too. Like his, um, he's got like some awesome saves on YouTube in the KHL. So I don't know. I mean, if that guy's great too, then I just want to have a goalie who's good. I don't, it's not that I don't like Miko, it's that he sucked and his yeah. glove hand and everybody knows it. like everybody in the league who shoots on that guy is just yeah. throwing them past his glove. Well, the mistake was, the mistake was putting it on his, his social media and dating profiles online. You know, I'm a butterfly goalie from Finland. I like long walks on the beach and, uh, and massage and you know, diff, trying different kinds of cheesecake. My glove side is pretty weak, but I make up for it in other ways. You know, swipe right, ladies. And then all of a sudden, this guy report was out. And it was like, shit. Yeah, exactly. That was a mistake. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope he he turns it around. I, and yeah. I also don't think Mike Smith is going to have, like, like, I liked what he said today, too, when he was like, and this is what we've been saying this whole time, where he's like, it's not like I aged 10 years in the summer. Like, what happened like he still he's like i have a very bitter taste in my mouth from what happened last year and i think i'm gonna like i think i still got the stuff like i'm there for it yeah so like totally. that's great that's what i want to hear and like you know we'll give miko a shot and see what he does and if it, miko doesn't work out then i honestly think that we have two other guys that wouldn't give up four goals on four shots which is yeah. like uh, an improvement and not definitely, that, like the Staylock situation, Staylock situation definitely opens the door for sure. Just for us to see Skinner Kanavlov get some games here this yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I also wanted to ask you, sir. Now, you know, there's uh, another another bit of audio I'd love to cut in. Um, one of my favorite Daryl Sutterisms of all time. Huh. How's Jeff Carter today? It's awesome. I wish I was Jeff Carter today. <laughs> He'll be good to go. I wanted to ask you, because uh, uh, I was inspired by that, and I thought, you know, what oiler would I want to be? Because it's a bit of an interesting question. If you could be one of the oilers, who do you think you would want to be? Who do you think in a, in a Sutter-esque moment you would say, you know, oh, I man. wish I was Jeff Carter? Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, exactly, right? Totally. Yeah. It's totally Dreisaitl. That's, that's the answer. Because you got Connie there to be the lightning rod for everything. Yeah. Plus, I don't, th- I don't think I can handle the intensity of being Connor. I think, I think he's so driven to succeed and, and just such a like highly motivated person. I um, mean, Leon's Plus, he likes German. country. Leon's, Leon's German. German, yeah, German sportsman of the year. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's incredible. Did you know Leon Dreisaitl was ranked eighth? Like Hockey News put out their thing, their top 50 players or whatever. Mm. <clears throat> I was just reading it tonight with my boy. They changed it now. Now this year, last year they had Nathan McKinnon was number one. Remember that? Yeah, we talked about it. I remember, yeah. All right, yeah. So this year, Connor McDavid is number one. Leon Dreisaitl is eighth. Behind Austin Matthews, behind Adam Fox. You know who Adam Fox is? Does the Hockey News like watch hockey at all? Have they seen a hockey game? It's absolutely insane to me Mm. how Leon Dreisaitl continues. Like, Leon Dreisaitl should be on the cover of video games. Like, he should be that guy. You know what I mean? He's that guy. Like, he's, he's, it's incredible. Like, it's a German guy who's that good. It's, it's, no, I mean, it's he's crazy. basically he's basically a walking, talking like spigot that oozes nothing but like pure generational uh, sports excellence, you know, <laughs> really like he's just like it's just like a constant fucking deluge of pure fucking sports excellence. Yet somehow because he's on Conor McDavid's team, everyone's missing the part of their brains where they can hold two thoughts in it at the same time. They're like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 and they just switch to thinking about Conor McDavid and they just fucking forget about him. You know? Like if you ever, I think I've maybe seen Leon Dreisaitl not being excellent, maybe like twice for about three minutes. I mean, it the happens. Time, Everyone, everyone's got their off games, but like, yeah. No, no, he's, no. He's, he's, not, he's, he shows up like almost every game, every minute. Yeah, yeah. Like a grand total of three minutes in the entire time I've known Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. And I'm including off the ice. I'm including sure. any sort of like press conferences I've seen him do. Anything. Sure. 
Yeah. I've seen him not be excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Right? Not just good, but excellent. A grand total of about three minutes. Yeah. And he's like eighth behind Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews was fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that. I mean, you, as, as the lead political correspondent for the Toronto Mail, we, you, you're well aware of the Toronto yeah, Mail. Yeah. Of these things. I know. Yeah. By the way, like when, like what's with the Toronto Post Office, like having a newspaper? I've never heard of that before. Cal, Cal McCarr was, was ahead of Leandres. What? That guy, Cal McCarr. Yeah. Is Cal it Kale? Was, Kale or Cal? Uh, Kale, 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 Kale McCarr. Yeah. He was fifth. Kale McCarr was fifth, fifth or fourth. Okay. The well, hockey how- news has just like has a Colorado avalanche fever. Like it's incredible. Everybody oh, sure. does. Everybody loves that team. You know, that's interesting. Just now thinking about it, that's probably the team after the Maple Leafs that everyone just like loses their minds over. It's done nothing. You know what I mean? They have Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. But like Kale McCarr is not as good as Leon Dreisaitl. And the Avs also haven't really done anything. But people yeah. just lose their minds over that team. What is it about that? Why is it? Is it? I don't know. It's a little weird. I, yeah. I guess like Nathan McKinnon sort of is much more of a archetypal hockey player. Like he's a big dumb guy. Right. So people like that more. They're able, they're able to like kind of identify with it more maybe and root for it more than rooting for like the complex hockey algorithm that is like Connor McDavid. Mm, like it's mm. inhuman. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't understand it. Like, the people just lose their minds over the Colorado Avalanche. Maybe it's like like a really nostalgia for like their heyday. A little bit. It could be. Maybe they also think like Colorado's like a super hip hip team. Like Colorado's like a very hip city. You know what I mean? Mm. Like people really want hockey to succeed there. Maybe like they think it'll be. Is Denver really that hip of a city? I've heard good things. I think I think uh, Denver's pretty hip. I think Colorado's a pretty hip state. Mm. I thought it was all like like right wing religious fundamentalists and like missile silos. I think it's like that combination of kind of like Alaska, where it's like those people, and then the flip side of that, who are just like sort of uh, actual libertarian actual libertarians, right? Who are kind of in the best in the best sense of the word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Libertarians in the best sense of the word. I haven't met one of those in a while. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's very rare. I've mostly very been rare. exposed to libertarians calling into political shows, talking about how you can just tell if a doctor is a bad doctor when you walk in the office. Like, you don't need them to be licensed. Like, it's, it's right. not necessary. You know? Right. <laughs> um, know. Next question, kind of along a similar bent. I mean... You know, uh, we had a system in the past for the franchise where we would sacrifice Alex Hemsky's Alex, Alex Hemsky's shoulder at the beginning of every year to appease the gods. Right. Um, we've transitioned away from that system because we viewed it to be barbaric and possibly uh, leading to some litigious type actions. Um, you know, because really it's a form of assault just intentionally injure someone's shoulder. Now we've now turned to this new system where once in a while we'll just have to get have some player get injured for you know a month or two or three months at the very very beginning of things this year the the dice roll led to Dmitry Semerukov being selected out with a broken jaw for six to eight weeks seven weeks whatever it's going to be um and obviously we also lost Holloway to the wrist injury which sounds well, fucking horrible I mean the injury was from before it just hasn't hadn't healed at all so they had yeah. to redo the surgery I posted on Twitter something like you know so we gave up a we gave up Caleb Jones, a third rounder, and fucking Dylan Holloway's, uh, what was it, tibia, fibia? It's his so, wrist. Yeah, yeah. It's like this one tiny bone in your wrist because they had done the surgery in Chicago and botched it. Yeah, Chicago's the worst, worst place to get surgery. Everybody knows that. You ever get yeah. surgery? You ever well, get I was going to, done? but I, I went into the hospital. I could just tell it wasn't a good doctor, so I left. Don't go to Chicago. Yeah. If they schedule, um, if they're like, okay, your, your surgery is at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning in Chicago, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not going to Chicago. Yeah. They're the worst <laughs> at it. True. Yeah. But I mean, like, where are we looking, we think, in terms of, like, opportunities for, for a young defenseman 
or a depth defenseman to make a play. I mean, someone when someone was banding about Willie Big Willie Lagason's name as like the seventh defenseman now. I mean, I think Semerkov would have been in the in contention for it. I think I think so Bro, Broberg could be a player yeah. to watch. Obviously, oh. Bouchard's going to be a player to watch as well. Um, but like, do you think there's any interesting stories surrounding like all that stuff right now? Um, yeah, definitely. I think this is going to be a really interesting camp. Um, yeah, for those reasons, I think there's a lot of guys that can make a push and totally change the look of our back end in a, in like a really kind of, um, a really sort of drastic way. Like when I say change the look, like add a piece that will change the whole dynamic of what our back end is kind of set up to be like, you know what I yeah. mean? That's a bigger back end. It really too. sucks about Sam. Yeah, yeah, it totally sucks. Bigger, maybe a little slower, but bigger, you know. I'm not really holding out much hope for CC. I, I honestly think what's gonna happen is Keith will be good, CC will be middling, but before too long, we'll have players like Bouchard and Broberg and maybe someone else emerge that so will just like. By this time next year, we'll have forgotten any of those concerns about the current lineup. Although I guess we do have CC for like three more years after that. Yeah, so hopefully he fucking puts it together. I, mean, I like his name. I think CC's got a great hockey name. To CC. CC with a shot. It's just, it yeah, rolls I off the tongue. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's like, I mean, not all of your defensemen are going to be all-star defensemen. You need to have some guys in there that are just like reliable plugs. Hmm. And I think like that's what Cody CC is. And if you can be that, then great. Teams that go deep have those guys that just don't mess up. They're yeah. reliable guys. I think he's one of those guys. I mean, if we have Bouchard and Nurse, guys that can move the puck, uh, yeah, I think we're in good shape. I think we're and Barry can't forget about Barry in the puck yeah, equation course. as yeah, well. Barry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, another thing I was thinking, you know, prior to uh, training camp starting, prior to the rookie game. You know, we had the the captain skates, the informal skates. Yeah. And it, got, it got me thinking, maybe we should institute a new institution. I'm going to call it the formal skate. And that's where the Oilers come up in full formal wear and yeah. skates. And they play a game for charity. They only let women attend yeah. or gay men or bisexuals or people on different parts of the gender spectrum. Yeah. You know, and then and then how how good, how easy would it be to market? Fucking Leon and Dry, uh, Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid playing a hockey game in tuxes, like people are gonna be lining up out the door for that night. Would know? it be like? Would it be like a typical hockey game, or would it be sort of like? Would it have an All Star game type feel to it, like three oh, on yeah. three, maybe? Yeah, maybe three on three. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd have like people on the ice with hors d'oeuvre trays and stuff. Like get it something tasteful, elegant. You know, kind of like old world. None of this nouveau riche crap. You know. Yeah. Do it proper, yeah. The formal skate. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. Okay. My my next idea. So you have the rookie game, okay? I think around the time we have the rookie game, there should also be a quote unquote last train game. So that's that's the game where all the guys who basically have like one last shot to maybe just claw their way out of the roster, or yeah. You know, we know there's in all likelihood they're they're gonna be they're nowhere near the team when the season starts, and you yeah. just fucking roll them out. You know, Kyle Turris can be the top line center. You know, right. you can you can get your AHL guys in there, and then like the 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 Flames or whoever will like play like all their guys that are like on the tail end, like because that game could actually have a lot of heart and some grit and some desperation. You know, the last train out of town game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's not a thing. That's such a, like, that's such a thing that the NHL could have, like, possibly come up with, like, 75 years ago as a thing. You know what I mean? Well, who would like, be cheering? Everyone still, would be cheering for everybody, riding, too. When they're still riding trains. Like, yeah. it's right out of when they were still riding trains. Yeah, yeah, totally. I can't believe it doesn't exist. It should totally exist. I think we got to make it happen. I also think we got to start some kind of petition to, like, at least indicate to some members of the media that they kind of got to step up their game in terms of the questions being asked right now because like i'm a little embarrassed 
I'm a little embarrassed well, Jim, <laughs> whenever some whenever someone's stupid enough to say the quiet part out loud, you know? Yeah. Like what's it because we're eventually like where are we headed? Like in, in three years is Jim Mathis gonna be like, I think you fucking suck. What do you have to say about it? Like that's that seems like that's the inevitable conclusion well, of this. Kind what of is, line like of Jim Matheson is such like a I'm so confused by like everything that guy does. Doesn't it's like he's he doesn't even have like a verified Twitter account, does he? It's I'm like pretty some sure it got weird... hacked or something and he lost it, so he had to rebuild it from scratch. So he's got like 200 followers or something. <laughs> something like that. Like, like what is going on there? Like what is going on? And he's been covering the team since like the 80s. Like he's been there for all of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little like, yeah. He also seems kind of like when you look at another weird thing about Jim Allison is he seems kind of like he has like a Dorian Gray thing going on. Mm. Like he hasn't aged in like the last like 20 years. Mm. Like they've been using the same, the same like uh, byline photo of that guy for like the past 20 years. You know, I actually didn't mind the podcast he used to do, but the, he just like, they stopped releasing it. It's called Oil Spills. Not the most creative <laughs> title. Right. Oil yeah. spill. It was pretty good. It was actually pretty yeah, good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, I don't really, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not really, like, Maddie's like, uh, he's been there forever. You know what I mean? Mm. And he, I kind of like, uh, maybe put value into what he says, but I definitely like kind of appreciate the fact that he's, he's saying it or like it's coming from a place where this guy's seen it all. So you know, I see that he's seen it all. I know that he's seen it all. But then he asked questions like that to Nico. And like, this isn't the first time. Like he said some like really outrageous stuff in the off season mm-hmm. where you're just like, and I don't mean outrageous, like hot takes. I mean, like outrageous, like that's a real head scratcher. Like what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. were you on drugs when you wrote that? Mm-hmm. Like did you eat some bad soup and then like start mm-hmm. tweeting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because like his, his columns are usually pretty cogent but like lately oh. the last few years it's been like the questions it's just like dude like you're kind yeah. of like embarrassing us all with this a little bit yeah like where like i'm embarrassed from? where are you coming from it's almost like he has this like this agenda like that's what i'm saying like when i was talking about maybe he's trying to build up nico it's almost like it's almost like maddie's like playing his own game you know mm. what i mean like mm. completely separate from all the other media like maddie's mm. got his own yeah. sort of like he's doing his own thing like he has yeah he's it's setting like, it up he's like working the angles he's got some kind of game of like of... three-dimensional chess going on yeah that's like on a whole different level than anyone else but like it seems like a lot of the guys the other guys in the scrum you know they they there's moments where you can tell they're there they're enjoying it a little bit they're happy to be there i don't know if yeah. I've ever, i haven't felt like jim matheson has been happy to be in any of those scrums for like years no it all seems sort of like nefarious and like like something's up you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean who knows it's hard to say yeah. one can't speculate i mean i can only imagine like he's definitely got there's oilers magic and then there's like oilers madness and if anybody has oilers madness it's jim matheson you know what i mean you can only imagine the poor man's brain you know what i'm saying the poor oh, man's yeah. brain look at you you're <sighs> sleepy yeah i'm, I'm sleepy. sleepy too let's call it let's call it let's let's start the wind up procedure yeah um <clears throat> well just we'll 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 sign off okay. uh <laughs> do you know who uh we play in the first exhibition game do you know who it's, uh, it's uh, i think it's vegas isn't it i thought it was no, it's calgary Jets. it's it's calgary first exhibition oh, is game calgary? is on the 26th calgary then the 28th which is a tuesday we play seattle day after that oh is winnipeg gosh. and then oh yeah then we play seattle again on the first then winnipeg on the second calgary on the fourth Vancouver on the seventh, Vancouver on the ninth, Vancouver on the thirteenth. Okay, okay, okay. There's a game on tomorrow night too. Because we're actually going to be able to watch hockey on our televisions tomorrow night at five o'clock. Montreal plays Toronto, so okay. it's back. All the old sounds, the buck pucking the boards. Um. Oh God, I'm gonna just listen. I'm gonna find a YouTube video that's like twelve uninterrupted hours of of the sound of a hot puck rolling along the boards. And people have been people doing slap shots. I'm gonna fall yeah. asleep to that tonight. Yeah. I'll probably like it probably I'll probably like wake up a million times actually out of like fear. I'm like, what? what's going on? Because hockey, hockey sounds actually are kind of scary. Like I'm a t- I'm a tiny bit scared when I go to a hockey game live. I'm just like Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> These guys are flying around and like just slamming yeah. into walls. Oh, you know, yeah, they all sure. look like they're about 12 feet tall. Yeah, it's scary. World's fastest can other than Highline. Do you think Tippett took uh, Duncan Keith out to dinner, or do you think that would have been too scary? They're not ready. Can Duncan Keith even go out for dinner right now? Like, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that's probably true. Maybe he brought you Duncan Keith dinner and they like ate it socially distanced apart on his mm. driveway. Like when my like when my parents drop off spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually heard I never heard this, but I guess before the start of last year, Miko was in like was doing the brutal hotel quarantine thing like right before the year started. So he basically like was in a hotel room for 14 days by himself and then rolled right into camp. Ugh. And he was all separated from his family and super depressed. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, it's pretty pretty shitty, man. That's what I'm saying. It's really tough. Like, I'm excited to see what all these guys who had shitty seasons last year can do because as far as I'm concerned, these past two seasons, major asterisks besides them for mm-hmm. everyone's performance. Yeah. Like, if you had a crappy year and you were like, yeah, but you got to understand, like, the first 14 days of the season, I was in a hotel by myself. Like, I couldn't see anybody. I was just in a room by myself. Yeah. And then I'd be like, well, like, I guess that makes sense. And then he's like, yeah. And then my first game sucked. And then I just kind of felt like crap for the whole rest of the year. Like, that's totally defendable in my in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what all those nutcases can do. Everyone's he- been talking about you all year, though. And they're all saying you just, you eat shit. You're just shit. Yeah. What do you have to say to that? that's my question that's that's the question that i as a journalist have been pondering and thinking about as and writing down as my preparation for this interview process like just fucking think of a different fucking question dude because like the question how does being talked about like that make me feel and if that's the question like why why is that a question that's what i mean about madison like what's your end game here what are you trying to what do you get what are you trying to get out of people was it Matheson or was it Jones that was like asking like weird personal health questions to like dry settle? They were like, you ever had the mumps or something? Like, remember that? Or no, it was Connor. Like... It was Connor, uh... right? <laughs> They're like, oh, can you tell us some personal uh, health information about your personal health history? It was like, uh... You ever had the mumps? It's the ultimate Terry Jones question. And that was it chicken pox. I think it was like chicken pox or something weird. Hmm. It's like, dude. Yeah. Well, in any case, we'll leave it there, my friend. We're both tired. We'll look forward to the preseason games to come. Yeah, let's do a, let's do a post game, post game after the first exhibit. Maybe maybe um, what's that? A few days, right? Let's do a post game. Yeah, I can do a post game after Sunday. Sounds good. Is that this Sunday? That's Is the that's, game. This? That's the uh, yeah. That's the first preseason game. Is oh, or no? Wait, hold on. Yeah, twenty sixth, first exhibition game against Calgary, seven p.m. Awesome. It's going to be fun. Well, maybe we'll do a post game then. I might be too tired, but we'll talk soon. Okay, cool, man.